Okay, guys, it's your, uh, it's your favorite most woke empty house billionaire business advice guy with a great body who is also very PG and now caffeine free. So look, last video, I talked about caffeine. You guys seem to really like that video. And I got a bigger response of people saying, you know, I really actually do want to stop caffeine, but I can't find a way to will myself to do it. Um, and I, I really didn't want to be in that video being like, you should stop caffeine, do it. But what I want to do in this video is actually share the stuff that I found out about caffeine that made me stop uh, drinking caffeine, drinking coffee altogether. Just boom, stop. No, I'm done. It's not happening anymore. Because I'm about 11 days in. I feel a lot better. I'm sleeping a lot better. I am digesting things a lot better. I'm, everything's just better. I'm overall a lot happier. It's like three in the afternoon and I haven't crashed. It's pretty cool. And I'm happy that I did it. And I want to give you the information that helped me do it because I've been trying to get off caffeine for years and I've tried to stop multiple times and I failed every single time. And this time it's been very easy to stop. And I have, I don't even have a temptation to go back to coffee. It's just, it's like gross to me now. So the way that I easily got off caffeine wasn't by using some tactic or, or doing it slowly over time. I went completely cold turkey and I, I had to take about seven days completely off work, which is very bizarre for me, but I take a seven day break every quarter. So I just said, I'm going to dedicate my entire vacation to getting off caffeine. Um, and that took a lot of willpower for me just saying, I'm not going to go on a vacation. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm going to sit in my room and uh, watch TV and play some video games. If, and before you ask, I played Pokemon. And I caught a shiny Dragapult. It's one of the few accomplishments in my life. I wanted to share it with you. Okay, let's get back to it. And not drink coffee. And it was very hard and it really sucked. And I had to go to such extreme lengths because I've been pounding caffeine since I was 18 years old. I'm 31 years old right now. That's 31. That's 10 years. That's, thir that's 13 years math of pounding caffeine like crazy. And so it has been a part of my life. And there's two huge glaring reasons that I never quit caffeine. And there's three scary huge reasons that made me want to quit caffeine for the longest time, but I couldn't quit caffeine because of these two reasons. So the way I quit was by really figuring out these two reasons right here and how false they are. And then really figuring out the bad stuff going on with these three reasons. And here are these five reasons, just so you know what I'm getting into. And you can kind of skip around the video to get what you want. I'm not going to give you timestamps though, because no, you're not too busy to listen to me. Just sit down. All right. You can, you can watch the video like a normal human being, but the first two things are one, I thought it was part of my life. It brought me enjoyment. This was something that was part of me being productive. This is something that gave me superpowers. It's something that made me super happy. It was a big, positive, happy part of my life. It's like Star Wars, something that brings joy to my life, or at least used to before Kathleen Kennedy took it over. She's a terrible person. I hate her. Um, that also being said, the other reason why I didn't quit is because I thought it was good for me. I thought, okay, this isn't that unhealthy. And then the three reasons why I wanted to quit so badly, but didn't because of these former two reasons was sleep digestion and overall mental well-being. And I didn't think these ones were actually being affected that much until I actually researched it. So let me just go through each of these step by step. And I think if you apply these to you, it's going to make it very, it's going to make it much easier for you to quit caffeine. And it's going to take me about 15 to 20 minutes to get through this. Look, by all means, go watch a cat video. But if you don't have 15, 20 minutes to solve a problem that's going to be negatively affecting your entire life, it's going to lower your output. If you're a person that wants to do big things in life, it's going to make you a lot less happy and it's going to make you much more slow and take away your enjoyment for life as well. And if you don't have 20 minutes to invest for the rest of your life, you're a goof troop. Okay, so per, 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 mosey on over to a goof troop music video on YouTube and go watch that instead. So look, for the longest time, number one, I thought caffeine gave me a boost. It made me better. 
and also that it brought me enjoyment. It made me happy. Nothing is further than the truth. See, the way that caffeine works, how it really works, is you have receptors in your brain. These receptors are made to take in sleepy chemicals that tell you when you need to be winding down, when you're getting sleepy. On top of that, when caffeine goes into other receptors in your body, it releases cortisol and dopamine. So what does caffeine actually do? So here's you. You're in your nice, normal, happy state. You feel good. Remember when you were a kid? Or go look at Tony Robbins when he's on stage. He's not drinking caffeine. You're completely capable of feeling good on your own. What caffeine does is it gets you high the first time you use it. And you feel like you're getting a lot of work done because dopamine, the chemical that makes you feel like you're getting stuff done and you're moving in the right direction in your life, is released in excess. You go, oh man, and you're like, whoa, this is great. And you're working on 10 different things. How many times have you drank caffeine and then jumped in front of your computer and for three hours gotten absolutely nothing done and made like a bunch of random decisions and hopped around all over the place? That's because what happens is you get this overwhelming flood of happy chemical combined with cortisol to get you really ramped up and makes you really distracting going all over the place because you're in fight or flight mode. And then what happens, the receptors in your brain, and I'm going to link to a few videos below this that will explain the science behind it. The receptors in your brain get plugged. And so they can't take sleepy chemicals in. And so what happens is you get a huge increase of alertness because you're blocking out what your body is actually doing. All the negative consequences of what's happening in your body are being artificially blocked or boosted. And so what happens is you feel happy, but you're not actually doing anything that's going to make you happy. And what's going to happen is you feel alert, but you're actually not attentive or focused because your body is in run from a tiger mode. If you go and look at people that consistently drink caffeine and people that don't, people that don't drink caffeine are usually a lot more productive. Why? Because what happens is they don't have to plan their entire day around when their caffeine booms are. So I would think to myself, well, this makes me more productive. This makes me happy. That's factually false. Because what actually happens when you're drinking caffeine is after a few days is your brain becomes tolerant to it. What does it mean? It starts noticing the receptors in your brain are blocked by caffeine. It literally goes in. It's shaped like one form of chemical is supposed to go in those receptors. Again, watch the science videos after this if you want. That chemical, or caffeine, goes and fits in those receptors just like that chemical. So it blocks all those. And so what happens is your brain makes more receptors. It makes more receptors. It makes more receptors to get these chemicals. And what happens is your brain starts saying, we're blocked. What's going on here? This thing keeps plugging our, our, our holes. Ew. Uh, it keeps plugging our receptors and we can't, we can't function. Make more receptors, make more receptors. And your brain becomes tolerant to it. And so you start having to take more and more and more of it. And what happens is the second you stop plugging those receptors, the whole entire onslaught of fatigue and all the stuff that you've um, not been dealing with in your body goes through and floods it. So what's really happening is here's your peak. Here's where you are as a person. Caffeine actually goes and lowers it. It makes it so your body can't function without caffeine. It lowers you down to here. In order for you to get back up, you have to drink caffeine. Where you, you would be much higher if you didn't have caffeine in the first place. Because your body wouldn't have all the receptors in it plugged. And eventually, all the damaging health effects that come with caffeine, and yes, they are there. They are very present. They're just covered up. I'll talk about it here in a second. Those wouldn't come either. And so what happens, you get... First, the first whammy of all your body's supposed to work being blocked. All the fatigue, all the things that your body is supposed to be doing, all the things that your body's feeling, all the negative consequences, they're still there. They're just being blocked by floods of dopamine. They're being blocked by everything being blocked off. And you're feeling like you are energized, not because you actually have energy. It's because you have cortisol pumping through your veins. It's telling you that you're about to die. That's what cortisol is. It's a flight or flight mechanism. Telling you you're about to die is a little bit excessive. But that's what it is. It stresses your body out. Your heart rate increases. You start sweating. You start releasing your bowels. It, it, it drives everything nuts. 
And so it gives you this artificial sense that you're actually moving in the right direction. When you're, you're not at all, you're actually performing way, way, way less than you should. And the most important thing about it is it's not actually making you happy. If I took heroin right now in video, I would be happier than I normally am. Does that mean I'm actually fulfilled and happy? No, it means I'm on heroin. And what it actually does is it robs you of your happiness because you can't be happy when you're not on caffeine. By about noon when it rolls around, noon time rolls around, I'm no longer happy and go giddy. I can't even answer customers' tickets. I'm like, I just can't even. Suddenly, I'm super passionate about my business when I'm high on caffeine, but when noon rolls around, I'm not anymore. It's not making me happy. What it's doing is it's enabling me to feel something. It's enabling me to feel emotions that I naturally would anyways, uh, otherwise until it, it wears off. And it stops blocking all the fatigue and all the nasty things that are going on in my body, all the come down from the stress. Then I revert back to myself and my normal self. It's like, okay, we're not blocked anymore. Let's start repairing. That's what you're feeling when you're getting down on caffeine. It's not that this is your normal you. I would think for the longest time, oh, I'm 30 now. Maybe I'm just slow and lethargic. That's not true. It's not true. I'm not like 80 years old. And I would think to myself, oh, you know, I just can't cope with life like this because my body's just worn down. I'm 30 now. Tony Robbins. It's not that I've, I've aged. It's not that I've aged. It's the fact that my body has to deal with all this nonsense that's been building up and I've been putting off for literally 13 years. That's what caffeine, that's what caffeine withdrawals are. It's not that you're giving up something that you love. You don't love it. Think about heroin. And no, I'm not comparing coffee completely to heroin, but think about heroin. You'd probably be disgusted by needles right now if I showed you a needle full of heroin. But if, if I got you to do it five or six times, you'd start getting excited when you saw that needle. You'd say, oh, I love needles now, they're awesome. And, you, and you'd say when you start taking the heroin, well, heroin just makes me feel like me. This makes me feel happy. No, no, see what's, what's happening is your brain's addicted to heroin and when heroin's not there to block all the receptors and the things uh, that you actually are feeling, well then living becomes unbearable because your body's literally been putting off all this trash, all this garbage. And then when you stop taking the heroin, then you have to deal with it. But the scary thing about this is that argument for heroin isn't tolerated. Just like the argument for drinking, for Coke, for anything that isn't an accepted daily habit, isn't tolerated. If you, if you said, well, I do heroin just because it makes me feel like me, it wouldn't be accepted because you're not allowed to do heroin every day socially. You're not allowed to do cocaine every day. If you do that every day, you're crackhead, you're cokehead. Caffeine, though, for some reason, we're allowed to just drink caffeine every single day. It's completely cool. Just drink caffeine every single day. And so if you were allowed to do cocaine every single day, if it was like, hey, you know, uh, that could have happened in some culture. We could have just been like, hey, you know, instead of doing caffeine every morning, we're just going to snort a line of blow. Um, that could have been like something else. And then people would be like, but I just enjoy the taste. I just enjoy the texture of it every morning. Okay, sound familiar? But the reason why people say, oh, this feels like me is because it's a drug you're allowed to do every single day. If I got drunk 24-7, like every single day, I just, I just poured myself six shots, slammed them, went to work, and that was my normal state, I, I would honestly think, yeah, being drunk and, and tanked all the time at work and slurring my words, that's me because that's who you are most of the time. And then, like, you come down, you'd be hungover, you'd be feeling all the crappy things that come with alcohol the first day you stop drinking for, like, two weeks straight. You're like, oh, I don't feel good. I'm sleeping lethargy. This doesn't feel like me. I'm usually, like, really social and, like, never watch my words and, like, super confident around chicks. Like, and now, like, I'm, like, throwing up and, like, sick all the time and, like, sleepy, man. This isn't me. Like, I'm a babe magnet. What happened? This isn't me. It's because you're hungover. It's because you're going through caffeine withdrawals. It's not you. You're hungover. Most of the time when you're doing happy things, you're high on caffeine. Just like if I got drunk every morning, I'd be like, oh, I'm not drunk anymore. I don't feel like myself anymore. Well, same thing. 
The same thing with Coke. And you'd have the same people saying, oh, but you know, I like the taste in the morning. I like my special uh, or- organic flavored mocha mint uh, cocaine. It makes me feel happy inside and I love the taste. When you were watching your parents drink uh, coffee in the morning, did you think it was disgusting? Yeah. You probably thought it was disgusting. Like, why are they drinking this dirt, this dirt juice? It, what's the point? Like, dad's always sleepy all the time unless he's drinking dirt juice. I don't, I don't want to drink that. And then you drank it a few times and they go, okay. Same thing with heroin in the needle. If, while it's not heroin, like, you probably look at heroin right now in a needle like, oh, God, that's disgusting. Give it, give it 20 times. You might think differently. So no, caffeine isn't making you happy. It's not a part of you. It's not making you better. It's actually making you much worse. And when you start putting in all the health side effects that come with it, it makes you much, much worse. About 50% of who you could be. And number two, it's not that bad for you. This is the biggest crock of crap ever. It's the biggest crock of crap ever. I suggest if you really have trouble with caffeine, go read this book, Caffeine Blues, because I'm basically just going to be reading it uh, to you for the rest of this video. Caffeine is just like nicotine in the cigarette industry. Caffeine companies, cola companies... And beverage companies, actually the most profitable companies in the world, they're distributors of caffeine. Yes, they sell drinks, but what they do is they put caffeine in all their drinks. Why do they put caffeine in all their drinks? Why is it, why is it essential? Do, do people need an energy boost whenever they drink something sugary? No, they need to get addicted. They've been putting it in their drinks for uh, uh, forever, basically. Why do they do it? Because if you can get someone to buy something cheap and feel pain when they don't buy it, and you can sell it at a huge markup, hello, $5 cups of coffees at Starbucks, two to $3 energy drinks that cost like a nickel to produce. You have the most profitable market any, ever. You have a market that's so profitable that you can, you can afford to just completely manipulate all the stats and findings uh, in the industry. So if you go look at most caffeine companies, they have, they're members of all these research boards. They have all these research companies. They have all these research buddies and health companies and nutrition companies for research while their products don't deliver any nutritional value whatsoever. N none. So why do they have all these nutritional research companies? It's so they can broadcast research that fits them. This isn't a conspiracy theory. This is just super well documented. For example, one great um, example of this. So caffeine causes stress. It factually causes stress on your body. It blocks so much it blocks so many of the chemicals that calm you down from being produced and also pumps you full of chemicals that stress you out. And this negatively affects your body in so many different types of ways. I'm going to talk about it here in a second. They know this. It's documented if you actually go look it up and read the full test. But what caffeine companies do is they run tests like this. And this is basically how the entire health industry works. This is why I think biohacking is pretty much a scam. Uh, it actually is. It's, I'm not even going to defend it. It's mostly a scam. Because the reason, the way people do studies, you would think there's some white coats and some people with superior ethics that want to give the entire picture and nothing but the picture running these, these research uh, facilities and tests. That's not true. No, it's not. They're, they're humans. Dude, if I go and offer some guy $500,000, say whatever I want him to say. All right? I, I could make a guy go walk down the street in a dress right now. Uh, a, a guy who's the head of a household, family of four, and a nice accountant, great guy. If I said, dude, I will give you $500,000 to go walk in the street in a dress right now yelling the C word, he'd be like, okay, cool. No problem. This, doctors are not some bastions of morality. And so the way they run these studies is like this. They ran one study where they were testing, oh, does, does caffeine increase stress in an individual? And so what they did is they, they ran the study, and they got 10 people, 20 people, I'm paraphrasing this right here. And they ran a study and they had people drink a lot of caffeine and they uh, checked back with them. Are you stressed uh, afterwards? Are you stressed the day after? People said no. Okay, sounds like, okay, it doesn't cause stress. A week later, it doesn't cause stress. Well, the people that they tested this on were not routine coffee users and none of them reported having stress before the uh, exercise began. 
That's not an accurate rec- representation of the people that populate the U.S. People are, have chronic stress. People are out of their minds stressed. And so if you're giving caffeine to people that are not stressed and not really drinking caffeine, and here's the crazy thing about this study, half of them were drinking decaf, so they mixed in the results of the people that were drinking decaf with the people that were actually drinking caffeine and then average that all together. You get a pretty inaccurate picture. Same thing goes with all every other test they do. They say, okay, well, it, it doesn't mess up your digestion. It causes no digestive issues. So what we're going to do is we're going to have people, uh, we're going to have people drink coffee and, and under these one circumstances, and we're just going to record the good results. And so they go and find people that don't have gut issues or people that ha- have not been experiencing issues or people um, don't drink coffee or are just drinking decaf. Or they just give them like a, 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 a variable amount of caffeine that's not the usual amount. For example, uh, they would say something in one test where they, they would put caffeine in a rat and they would keep giving the rat caffeine until it started getting really negative side effects. And they started saying, well, a, a, a rat weighs, I'm just going to say, 10 pounds and a human weighs 160 pounds. So obviously, this amount that we put in right here for the rat is the equivalent to 12 cups of coffee a day for humans. So humans, as long as you don't drink 12 cups of coffee a day, you're okay. Again, this is paraphrased. That's the actual number they said. 12 cups a day, that's the danger point. But if you look at the metabolism for rats and how they metabolize certain things, they try to go and piece information together and tell half-truths. So for example, the amount they were giving rats was actually equivalent to about four to six cups of coffee a day, which a lot of people drink. And if you look at energy drinks, people blow past it every single day. So the, the deadly very serious amount of caffeine that was causing rats serious health issues, they were actually, they, they actually suggest humans drink that much every single day. And this is the research you find when you Google stuff. This is the research you find in Google when you go and look up stuff on caffeine. It's all literal garbage. It's disconnected facts. If you go and read the rest of those studies and you read the stuff that they left out, it's pretty horrifying. It's pretty horrifying the negative effects. And what you need to do is you need to release yourself from this, this justification of your, your addiction. Because what's going on in your head when you're saying, oh man, no, 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 it's actually healthy and this isn't negatively affecting me and this is part of who I am. That's, that's your brain saying, I don't want to deal with all the debt that is lurking in my brain that I have to deal with when I come off this stuff. You will find every justification to sell yourself to stay because your brain is the best salesperson on planet Earth for you because it knows exactly what to tell you. Your brain isn't going to tell you things that aren't convincing. You have to realize that about your brain, especially when it comes to being addicted to certain things like video games or TV or anything in general. Your brain is not going to tell you non-convincing stories because it knows what you're thinking. It knows what you want to hear. Your brain knows exactly what you want to hear. And so it's going to tell you whatever it needs to do to avoid pain because your brain isn't thinking about your best case scenario or what's good for you. It's thinking in ones and zeros and it's going to go, this causes pain. What story can we tell self to not face pain? And the two most powerful arguments are this is part of who I am and it brings me joy in my life. And this isn't even that unhealthy in the first place. Once you release those two, you really don't have this giant defense standing against the obvious things that cause a problem here. So if we look at the things, the three things that this absolutely destroys, there's three parts of it. Your mental well-being, okay, how your brain thinks, how your brain works, okay, stress and everything comes with it. This includes sleep, your digestion, and in your overall happiness. Let's talk about them. So anxiety. Literally, this is just story time with the most woke entrepreneur on YouTube. Also the most successful, and my six-pack is looking great recently. Thank you for asking. Great bod. It's a requirement for who you get your information from. But honestly, just story time. Here's the definition of anxiety and panic disorders, okay? Overproduction of adrenal stress hormones. Does coffee do that? Yes. Decreased nighttime melatonin production. Does caffeine affect that? Yes. Dysfunction in GABA metabolism. This is what calms you down. This is what allows your body to relax. Also affects your digestion. Does caffeine mess with that? Yes. Increased neuron firing in the brain. 
Yes. Decreased blood circulation in the brain. Does caffeine affect that? Yes. Those are, that's the literal definition. That's the scientific definition of what anxiety is and stress. That's, that's the literal definition. Caffeine is a factor in every single one of those things, and it pumps all of those up. And if you're not convinced, the way you need to research really anything is don't go and look for the big, broad pictures. Go and research the individual things. If you go and find any person on YouTube talking about the effects of caffeine on anxiety, you will find person after person saying, I've had panic attacks, I've had panic attacks, I've had panic attacks. You have to research the individual things. That's where they get too lazy to cover it up at. This is research, this is documented, and then every single freaking person who is talking about their caffeine addiction mentions the anxiety. And what happens when this happens? Your GABA production is messed up. You're not producing as much melatonin at night. Guess what's going to happen? You don't sleep well. You can't sleep well. You need those chemicals to sleep. Just like you need the chemicals to feel alert and feel awake or feel like you're being chased by a tiger. Everything you feel and everything your body does is regulated by chemicals. So what's going to happen? You're not going to sleep very well. What's then going to happen? You're going to feel tired all the time. You're going to need more caffeine. Also, you're going to be feel tired all the time. and You're not going to be happy unless you're on caffeine. I remember I'd wake up some mornings like, how am I going to get through the day? Because I didn't sleep well. On top of that, all these chemicals that are being released, all these negative consequences, they are building up over time in your body. They build up over time. So if you get off caffeine for a few days, it's not like it, oh, it just reduces and goes back to zero. It doesn't go back to zero by nighttime. By the way, if you drink like 500 milligrams a day, which is pretty much everybody, all right, everybody who's having a few energy drinks today or anything like that, it doesn't get out of your system for like days. But even after that, all these hormones and all the chemicals have been released in your body. They're not, they're not going to leave. It's not going to calm down. You can go on a week-long vacation and you pick up the habit again. All that stress and everything comes back. And so that means when you're not on caffeine, you're more anxious anyways. You're revved up. And what happens is your adrenal glands are constantly producing cortisol and constantly getting overworked. And so they become dysfunctional. So you're going to get bursts of energy at weird times of night. You're going to get bursts of energies uh, late at night when you don't want to. And you're going to have these crashes, these ups and downs. You end up having to plan your whole entire day around your caffeine uh, ups and downs. This is going to give you just natural anxiety when you're around people. If you notice people who drink caffeine a lot, they're finicky. Even when they're not on caffeine, they're, they have social anxiety. Because, well, all the things, the definition of anxiety is a little being triggered by caffeine. So no, it's not good for your brain. It's not good for your brain or your sleep. And then the thing is, if you remove all the artificial stuff that's being created and, all, and then all the real stuff that's being covered up by it, and then you factor this stuff in, well, when your sleep starts to decrease and you're anxious, you're not going to get good work done, and then you're going to become even less efficient. Boom, you just went from being 90% of who you are down to 75%. And it all starts to build up over time. You, you're not getting deep sleep, and then your adrenal glands can't rest until you stop drinking caffeine for a good while. And so it all just builds up over time until the point where you're just shot. You're just shot. And you feel like crap all the time. But let's talk about the next thing, digestion. Digestion is by far the most important thing because you are made up of the things you eat and how well you absorb them. There is a long laundry list of things that caffeine does, like causing IBS and giving you ulcers. And also, when your body's stressed and going through anxiety, your body is not able to fight off uh, bacteria as well. So you get bacteria, you get H. pylori in your stomach. I'll document it. I'll, I'll prove it. Go find any person talking about digestion. Go find any of the keto channels that are actually being honest about caffeine. Go find any of the people that are experts in gut health. They're all going to tell you this. This is just common knowledge. But again, studies that are reported, if you go look up any study on Google right now, it's going to be like, oh yeah, there's no findings that it affect anything. Yeah, if you drink coffee two days in a row, it's not going to go and mess up your entire stomach. If you drink it for a year straight, like the caffeine companies are trying to get people to drink it, yeah, it's going to mess up a lot of things. It's going to mess up a lot of things. If you go look at the stomachs of people who have been drinking it for 10 years, they're completely messed up. My stomach's completely messed up. That's why I have to do so many crazy diets and stuff like that a lot of times because my stomach's been messed up for a long time. I'm like, well, you know, it might be the coffee, but those two things I talked about before. If you're getting tired after you eat food, if you have all these allergies and stuff that are popping up, it's the coffee. 
It's, it, it's just the coffee. It's like well documented that. Few examples. So coffee co causes you to dump all your iron. So like, I'm not even, I'm not even getting into like the serious things like telling you increases like blood pressure and all like the deadly things. I'm just telling you the things that are going to like make you uncomfortable. Uh, so it's going to give you, it's going to decrease your ability to hold and retain iron and absorb it. You know what, what that causes? It causes you to go gray early. That's why I probably gray hair. My sideburns, if you've ever noticed that. I'm 31. I got gray hair. Why do you think it is? Well, one of the things that causes people to go gray early, it's lack of iron. Lack of iron. Pounding a couple cops a day probably does that. Another thing that, that really ruins your body. When your body's having a stress response constantly and your adrenals are completely overworked, you don't have an immune response. So you get H. pylori in your stomach. causes causes IBS. Causes all the nasty things that people have in their stomach. Causes the diarrhea. This is why no one, this is why when you go in a public bathroom, no one is pooping solid objects these days. It's completely out of fashion. When you're under the effects of caffeine, it causes stuff in your stomach to release early. You release your food early that's way too acidic. It goes into your lower intestine or your upper intestine, and you have a ton of acidic stuff in it that's not fully able to be digested, so you're not getting all your vitamins and minerals. If you want to be a top performer, do you think you're going to be able to perform well if you're not absorbing all the vitamins and minerals you need to think? No, you're not. It literally loosens the tightness of the valves at the top of your stomach, giving you acid reflux, and also the valves where you go poo. Okay, where all your waste is stored in the lower intestine. And so what happens is this valve gets really weak. And if you drink more caffeine, it starts to open up, open up more. And so that crap, your little feces starts to go back up into your upper intestine. Yeah, so you got, you got a bunch of turds sitting in where you're absorbing food. So you're absorbing turds. I'm not making this up. This is just, this is like common basic stuff. I'm not going down any of the conspiracy theories. This is just like what happens. Coffee, especially on an empty stomach, hello intermittent fasters, um, is going to go and strip the lining on your stomach. It's going to stop you from producing acid. It's going to cause all sorts of stuff and leaky gut syndrome. So the stuff is not actually absorbed in your stomach and actually starts leaking onto your body. This is why you probably get sick when you eat food. Because you, your body's not able to produce acid anymore. Because what happens when you drink coffee is it overstimulates the acid and eventually your body stops producing acid on its own. Oh, here's another one. If, if you think like, hey, caffeine helps weight loss. Just another general research tidbit. Yeah, so caffeine companies broadcast, they found a bunch of research studies that say caffeine promotes weight loss. It doesn't. It actually goes and metabolizes the fat and puts it into a state where it's meant to be burnt. And so it's not fat anymore temporarily. As soon as you get off caffeine and your body's no longer in fight or flight mode, it gets stored back as fat again. So you don't even you don't even actually lose weight. So that's another false research as well. I mean, the list goes on and on with, with digestion. It messes up your GABA, which is a chemical that's in charge of making your digestion track normal. It makes things go normally through the session and working on an order. This is why you get all like weird things start to happen. You start going to the bathroom all the time and um, your stomach starts chertling and you're, 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 your system that is working like a perfectly ran set of pipes is now shooting off randomly all over the place because your chemicals are being blocked and being injected with caffeine and being slowed down and being produced at different rates. It's a total disaster. And if your digestion is not right, you're not going to be a top performer. It's linked to depression. It's not linked to depression. It causes depression when your stomach and you're not digesting things correctly, when you're not getting the right nutrients to your brain. And if you're worried about being a top performer, you're like, oh, I need coffee to perform. You're not performing well anyways. You're just some like heroin addict who like screams the first three to four hours of the day and then it's just like droopy and can't get anything done the rest of it. No. And then finally, when it comes to your overall happiness, if you're relying on something that caused dopamine, your brain thinks in ones and zeros. I've talked about dopamine so much in this channel that I'm not going to talk about it much in this video. Go watch my dopamine detox video that's linked at the end of this video. But how your brain works is when it sees a one, which is dopamine, a zero is pain. It's going to say, do more of that, do more of that. And what happens is when your brain is overridden with dopamine, it's going to only go for the easiest source of dopamine and you're going to become 
dopamine desensitize. The amount of dopamine that's released by caffeine or drugs or television or video games or your phone is unnatural. As you experience more and more dopamine releases that are unnatural and way higher than the brain is meant to be exposed to, you start becoming desensitized to dopamine. What does this mean? It means things that should make you happy, won't make you happy. Like for example, coming to your computer and working every morning, the reason why you can't do it unless you have caffeine in your body is because you, you you're not getting the dopamine you need to actually motivate you because your brain's desensitized. You're generating dopamine, but your brain is used to getting a 10 every single time uh, from the caffeine and all the other things you're doing. And you're generating a, like a five. That's not going to cut it. And if five doesn't mean it's not fun, it's not fulfilling to you. Actually building a great business and working with people is the most fulfilling thing you can do. It's just not a high dopamine trigger. Reading a book's not going to be enjoyable. Working out's not going to be as enjoyable as it could be unless you're high on, on, on caffeine. Doing just about anything's not going to be enjoyable as it could be. Going and working past noon, it's going to be, it's going to be hard. It's not going to be enjoyable. You're not going to be motivated to do it. Things just won't be enjoyable because you're flooding your brain with dopamine. You're just literally going and, and saying, no, 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 don't experience the world. Experience this chemical that I'm ju jumping in your brain. And what your body is going to do is just like if you played World of Warcraft, it's going to move towards the easiest one. If it can get insane amounts of dopamine, which is the one that tells us it's doing something good from this drink in your fridge, it's going to tell you to do that. And it's going to tell you to only do that. And it's going to be like, work, no, 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 no. Get high first. That's what, that's what sounds good to us because dopamine in the past when we were cavemen is actually pretty good because the only ways you could trigger dopamine was by hunting and getting food, uh, mating, and climbing the social hierarchy. But now you can hijack that and you can get way more dopamine than any of those three things combined by playing on your phone or drinking a cappuccino. And so it lowers your ability to even enjoy life overall. These are all just, this is like the common things. I'm not even going into like any crazy stuff that people say, like it separates your soul from your mind and lowers your connection with your body. I mean, we could, we could debate that, but I'm not going to get into hippie crap. I'm just going to tell you like the well-documented stuff. And if you go and find any channel that's based on one of those three subjects, they're all going to repeat everything I said, because these are people that are actually experienced like, oh man, my guts were destroyed. And then I stopped drinking coffee and it, it was fixed. Oh, I had chronic anxiety and was stressed all the time. And then I stopped drinking coffee and then it was fixed. I was depressed all the time. Then I stopped drinking coffee and I felt good. And I know your 97-year-old grandma probably drank coffee until she was 97 and she was great the whole time. Good for her. Good for her. But if you are high on this stuff all the time, you're just factually not your best version of yourself. You just are not. I, there's no way you can tell me, well, I'm blocking uh, all the receptors in my brain, overwhelming my body with cortisol and like uh, messing up all the chemicals that ruin my digestion and sleep. And no, I'm like, I'm, I'm pretty good. I'm, I'm well up. No, you're not. Shut the fuck up. It's good for me. I enjoy it. Yeah, dude. If you do heroin, you'd enjoy that too. You'd say, oh, this is part of me. It's part of who I am. It's, if you go ask a heroin addict, what, what's very important? I'm like heroin. Okay. So I get it. Caffeine's fun in the mornings. It's exciting. One of my favorite things to do. One of my um, false favorite things to do was to wake up and drink a ton of coffee and work on it. That's not, that's not me. That's not me. That's a chemical blocking receptors in my brain uh, from telling me, from listening to actually what I want to do. And what I wanted to do this entire time was rest because my brain was fatigued. My adrenals are overwhelmed. I can't, I, stomach's messed up. Sleep isn't good. That's what my body wanted, but that's, that was me begging to not be high in caffeine. But your, your brain is like, hey, go for the ones. And if you're telling me, oh no, it's pretty healthy. Doctor says, so. no, it's not. No, it's not. Stop lying. Stop. You know, that's, you know, that's not true. You, you know, everything I just said about the research, that's hundred percent true. You can go, go look it up. You can go dig up the research studies and dig through them and find all the stuff that was omitted. You can go look at what it's doing to people. 
You, you, you don't, don't let yourself lie to yourself like that. Don't do that. So honestly, I just wanted to make this video for a few of you guys who posted in the last video thinking, man, like I, I think I really want to quit caffeine, but I don't know how because it's such an important part of who I am and this and that. This is what made me quit. This is what made me say, hey, this is not who I am. This is not healthy in any way, shape, or form. It's throwing off the three most important things for me being a top performer, which is completely counteractive to what I actually want to do with my life and what I want to get done. This has to stop. And so I just stopped. And this isn't like some 12-step program, reconnect with your body, enjoy life stuff. I want to be a top performer. I want to get a lot done. I don't want to be hamstrung uh, and having to plan my work hours around when I'm high. And I want to be able to sleep. I want to be able to digest food well so I can focus and do the best work for my customers and be the best person for my team. And I don't want to be anxious all the time. Okay. I want to be a top performer. And so I don't drink caffeine because it factually kills all those things that make you a top performer. So if you like that, if you like this video, leave a like, be sure to go subscribe, hit the like button, hit the notification bell. If you do that, I run ads to people that hit that criteria. Yes, I can target that in Google ads that gives away a lot of old courses I used to make on how to start businesses that are valued at like a thousand bucks. And so if you see that, it will just give it to you for free. Only spend like 10 bucks a day on it though. So you have to be liked, subscribe and hit the notification bell. Top of that. And then in this video, there's a few videos on minimalism and uh, exactly how I do dopamine detoxes to keep my brain really focused and enjoying hard things. And that's it.